Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. in mind of the immortal Ronald Reagan. Uh, the way he delivered that speech, Britt and I have been on a bit of a kick the last few nights with Reagan speeches and Reagan quotes, because although it's been, what now, uh, 40 years since Reagan basically has uh, been in office, or at least took office, he, he became president in 1981, it's been 40 years since then, and no one has come close to touching Reagan's ability to deliver a message Reagan's conservatism and Reagan's ability to understand the world around us. He defeated the Soviet Union basically single-handedly after 50 years of a, well, 40 years of a Cold War. And Reagan comes in, he knew what to do, he did it, got it done, and uh, defeated the Soviet Union. And we have squandered much of that. We've squandered much of those gains. Anyways, welcome everyone. It's the Independence Gang's Patriots Roundtable. Tonight it's just Britt and I as uh, we talk about a bunch of things. We got a bunch of things to chat about. And I have to say, Britt, I, when I when I it, we were a little delayed getting the show started here because I tried this scheduling function on the software that we use, and uh-huh. it kind of worked. It worked on Twitch. It seemed to work on Rumble and Foxhole, but it didn't work on DLive right away. So I had to go in and kind of make some adjustments to uh, get it all working. It seems huh. to be working now. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm looking forward to a good discussion tonight. I think we need to hire a producer. God, so you don't I have wish. to worry about that. You can just focus on content. That would be sweetness. You know what You know what I liked about Reagan? You know what I liked about Reagan? His hair. And, and I've heard this said about him. Well, that was pretty amazing, too. But I heard this, <laughs> I've heard this said about multiple people that worked for him, is when he was in a room, he didn't have to make it known that he's the smartest person in the room. He let people have their expertise and do it, even though he was probably the smartest person in the room, so to speak, type of thing, because it's just knowing your limits makes you really smart in my mind, but that he, he didn't have to be the smartest person in the room. He still got a lot of stuff done. Yeah, he got a tremendous number of things done, and he had a uh, an opposing Congress for m- most of it. In other words, the Democrats controlled Congress for most of Reagan's eight years as president. Uh, but not only that, uh, his transformation is amazing. Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. Ronald Reagan was the yeah. president of the Screen Actors Guild, if I remember correctly, which is a very liberal organization, yeah. and he was president. And he had an awakening along the way, and he realized the dangers of liberalism, and he became the standard bearer for conservatism. That's a great story, and I think a lot of people are kind of undergoing that transformation these days as we watch the fascists in the country. That would be the Democrats, by the way, even though they've been, they pointed fingers at Trump and conservatives for years. The fascists are the Democrats. They're the ones in office right now. They're the ones proposing the most restrictive and authoritarian measures this country has ever seen. Uh, those fascists yeah. um, need to be called out. I remember what my point was about that, but Reagan... Um, 
Oh, a lot of people are making the transition as they see as they see these fascists and what the Democrats have become because they aren't the working man's party anymore. They aren't the liberal party nope. in the definition of liberalism where you believe the government should leave you alone to live your life the way you want to. Uh, you know, they aren't the 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 folks that used to uh, uh, complain about government overreach in all things, not just abortion, but abortion, but all things. And uh, that's not the party anymore. That's not what the Democrats are anymore. So they've become something very different. Oh, Trish is in our chat saying hi. So I will say hi to Trish. Hello, Trish. Thanks for oh, watching. hey, Trish. Uh, why are um, you on the show? Good to see. Yeah, good to see a bunch of folks in uh, in the other chats as well as people file in. Um, I want to start this program with something very, very apolitical, non-political, and we don't do this a lot on the program. But I think Blasphemy. this. This this is news worth uh, worth talking about, uh, just because it, it the whole country has been fixated on it for such a long time. But and I'll throw up the story here. Uh, most people, I'm sure, have already heard this. But the FBI has confirmed that Brian Laundrie is in fact dead. They found a what looked to be a, basically a campsite in that uh, nature preserve in Florida that they had been searching. They found some personal items that they recognized as belonging to Brian Laundry, and they did find some human remains there. They gathered the remains, they gathered the other evidence they needed and could get, and they have confirmed through dental records, because it was just a skeleton, it was skeletal remains, that this it was, in fact, Brian Laundry. Now, the question is, they didn't. they haven't told us what the manner of death is yet, um, I always get it confused. Manner, manner of what? death, or or what is it? Manner or mode? What are the two things? Manner and cause. Mode of death. Manner, manner, manner of and death. cause. It's manner cause and cause. Death. Let's go with cause. So cause was murder. Manner we don't know. Or, or no, no. Excuse me. Cause was murder for Gabby Petito. Uh, the, we don't know cause or manner yet for Brian Laundry. We're still waiting, so we don't know if it was. But why is it skeletal remains? Well. That long. No, it's been a month, been five weeks. But what they're saying is that that uh, this area had been underwater for quite some time, which is why they didn't find this before. Uh, and being submerged like that, you have a much quicker, uh, especially in Florida, in the swamps, you've got a lot of critters, you've got a lot of... Oh, fish food. Yes. Fish will pick it clean, fast. Huh. So, so basically he had a campsite on dry land, kills himself, however he did it. Then the water rises, and then he gets eaten by the fishies? Is that what they're saying? Well, that's not what they're saying. That's that's completely speculation on our part here. However, some people are suggesting maybe he didn't kill himself. Maybe he he got attacked by an alligator or something. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I'm th I, no, this is what I'm thinking. Or a I'm rattlesnake. Who knows? Parents went, I think the parents went to a grave of a past relative that died, and they dug it up and got the bones out of it and then set the campsite up. And because they knew the, the tide would rise, put the bones there because the DNA would match to the family. And he's actually alive in Tijuana or somewhere down in Mexico, probably Cancun right now. That's what I'm going with. Well, I'll That's tell you what. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Th that thought crossed my mind, too, when they found these remains, because the parents, the, the whole process by which this campsite was discovered is very, very suspicious. And I'm looking for the part of this article where it talks about it. What happened was. Brian Laundrie's parents yesterday contacted the FBI and said they wanted to go search for Brian, go search for Brian. They wanted to join in the search. They were granted the ability to do that, and they went right to the site where this was. They went right there. What are the chances of that happening coincidentally? They led the FBI Either right they to this site. 
See, either they know the site because they've been there before and it's a place or they know that or or they knew that's where he was been hiding out the whole time. And when they didn't hear from him, they knew something was up. Yeah. So they just went right to the site to figure out what's wrong because they didn't want to be out there without permission because then they could be what maybe accused of tampering with an investigation or something or. Yeah, I don't know, but I think I think you're absolutely right. Again, and this is just speculation on our part, but I think you're right. I think they knew where he was the whole time. They knew where he was hiding. They knew where the campsite was. And when he stopped communicating with them, because they all had burner phones, and when he stopped communicating with them, they probably became concerned, and that's why they asked to go. But that doesn't exp- that doesn't make any sense from this perspective, Brett. If he was skeletal, if if the remains were skeletal remains, he he wasn't dead for a couple days. He was dead. I mean, he was missing for five weeks. He had to be dead most of that time. So, therefore, why yesterday did the parents suddenly become concerned? If they hadn't been hearing, they wouldn't have been able to hear from him for weeks. So, there might be a hole in that theory, the more I think about it. But it says right here that uh, Laundry's parents told the police on Tuesday night that they'd be heading to the, and it's the Maya Cot. Mayakachi Creek Environmental Park following the following morning to help search for Brian. That's according to the, the family attorney. The FBI and Northport police met Chris and Roberta Laundry at the park, which was adjacent to this Carlton Reserve that people have been referencing. They met him on or met them on Wednesday morning after a brief search off a trail that Brian had frequented. Some articles of uh, belonging that belonged to Brian were found, and that's where the human remains were found. And it says the area had been underwater until recently, until waters receded recently. So, and the attorney says it's well, hogwash that there's any of any speculation that Laundry's parents planted those items there. Well, I'm doing currently. I just did a I just did a Google search. I wonder what kind of list I'm going to end up on. Oh, How boy. long does a body last in the Florida <laughs> Everglades? <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to search those things. <laughs> Haven't you learned your lesson? Oh man. Yeah, but there's but there's really nothing. Uh, about sixty days till skittle. They say about sixty days for the critters to eat it to the bones. That's probably not if it's submerged. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find underwater. But uh, but still, I mean, even worst case scenario, sixty days. I mean, that's two months. He was gone five weeks. I mean. Yeah, five weeks is a month and a week, basically. Um, but either way, uh, that's that's the news. I just I felt it was important to talk about it a little bit. I don't know if anybody in our chat has any theory as to what has happened or what had happened here, what what actually went down. But uh, it's it's you know it's a story that a lot of people have been paying attention to and following. Therefore, I felt it was important to to bring it up. I'm sure that everybody's already heard this news, but either way, it's the the country's been captivated. All right, Western. Western Encycl- a water encyclopedia says that the a body that's in the Everglades water lasts ten days till skeletal. Ten days. Ten days for the critters. Ten days till the critters eat it to the bone. Wow. So that means that they, the parents may not have heard of him, heard from him for a week or so, which I could see them waiting out a week, and after not yeah. hearing from him for a little over a week, they got concerned. And they led police right to this spot. You know, but think about the parents. How stupid are the parents? How stupid are the parents? Now, granted, we don't know how he died. Again, it could have been a rattlesnake bite. It could have been alligator attack. It could have been some other kind of predator. 
Uh, or it could have been suicide. We don't know. Or he could have drowned, for that matter. Who knows? Uh, and I don't know that we'll ever know. Hopefully we will. But let's let's assume for a second that it was suicide. How dumb are the parents to let this kid go off like that, knowing that, first of all, he's, he's, he's the subject of a nationwide manhunt by the FBI. He, he would ultimately be caught one way or another. There's no way he's going to elude this forever. Secondly... No. Secondly, he's probably in a weak emotional state. Suicide had to be something that they were afraid of. You'd think they would have said, listen, you need to stay here. You're young. I don't know. Let's get a good attorney. Let's figure out what happened. And let's face the music here. I mean, let's let's assume for a second he gets convicted of this murder and say it was a heat of, heat of passion murder. I don't know. How, how long would he really end up serving? I mean... Things like that, you know, 20, 30 years, and then he'd probably come out half that time. He's young. Yeah. Why wouldn't the, the parents were yeah, really kind of stupid. People, and we're not keeping, although, although it is Florida. That's true. I was thinking California, that. New York, at, yeah. they, you yeah. know, yeah, Florida will oh, but, lock but, you but, up no, and throw but, away no, but the but key where, still. He, he would have been, been tried in Wyoming, right? Or wherever the, Utah, where was the murder? Wyoming or Utah? Okay. Either or, Wyoming or Utah. They throw the, they, I mean, they, they have old Sparkies up there, so. I know. It's not like he, what he should have done is dragged her to California. <laughs> yeah. I know, Arts Bridge, that they were covering for him, but but think about it from your own perspective. You, There's no way that this turns out well for him if he's on the run. There's no way whatsoever. The worst case scenario is suicide. The best case scenario is the longer he's on the run and the more the FBI is looking for him, the worse his chances are of getting a lenient or at least a reasonable sentence. There's no way it works out well it for him. also gives the FBI more... It also gives the FBI more time to fake evidence against him because it is a big. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I am not. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going that. With all right. the with all the bad press they've had lately, they need a win. Either way, the point so. is, if you're the parents, you have to be smart enough to recognize there's no way that turns out well for your son. The best thing for him to do, despite how how difficult and how really grotesque the whole thing is, is to is to face this, get a good attorney, and face it. And who knows? I mean, the justice system has been known to to uh, do very, very strange things on technicalities, on jury sympathy. I mean, Car- Casey, which Anthony, Carolyn or Casey? I don't remember which one's which. Uh, Carolyn's the the murderess. Casey was the baby, right? Is that right? I think so. In Florida, sure. She got acquitted. I you couldn't have asked that for a, a stronger case, really. And she got acquitted. So. I, I, the parents were really stupid, and, and I don't know if they—I don't. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe he—they really did think he was just going to go for a hike, and then he didn't come back. And maybe he was contacting them, say, "I'm not coming." Back. You know, maybe there was communication. Who knows? I don't know. We don't. And maybe we'll never know. But if they had anything to do with it, that was the stupidest mistake they'd ever made. Yeah, I wonder if any of that's going to blow back on them. If they can tie them to it, if they'll go after the parents. And, yeah, the opinion is know, right now, since he's dead, whatever, they probably you know. won't go after the parents for anything. That's yeah, a tough thing, anyway. That's a tough yeah. thing, anyway. I mean, is it the Fifth Amendment that protects people from testifying against their spouse? I know it's self-incrimination, but yeah, right? I, I, they could also protect you from testifying against your spouse. Does and and it's got to. There's got to be some consideration for children too, right? I mean, it's got to be. You know, you'd do anything for your I kids. Think so. I think they made a big mistake, but you'd do anything to protect your kids, regardless of what. I mean, look at that. Look at what was her name? Uh, oh man. The woman in Albany, Albany, New York, here, now an hour from where I am, uh, 
Uh, It's going to come to me. Anyway, her son is going to school, I think it was at the University of Rochester. He gets in a car at like 2 in the morning, drives to Albany, gets there at like 4 in the morning, disables the alarm system of the house, goes in with an axe, takes an axe to the head of his father and to the head of his mother, gets back in the car, drives back to Rochester, so he's at school. They've got him on security cameras. They've got him on um, toll booth cameras the whole road. Yeah. Uh, And the mother testified that he was not the killer. So we... I think he got. A, I think he got uh, convicted anyway. But the mother, who was the surviving victim, testified he wasn't the killer because she, I mean, presumably wouldn't wouldn't testify against her son, even though he took an axe to her head. And her husband's head. Yeah, and she's completely disfigured. I mean, she. she it's amazing that she survived. Yeah. I, I'm trying to come up with the names. Pankow? Probably not Pankow. Oh God, he well, that's, he that's was because that's, that's probably why that. For her to do that is probably why that kid was so messed up. He had no consequences for anything because mom always probably protected him. Yeah, on everything. Well, he was steal- he was stealing money. An axe in her head. He was stealing money from his parents. He he actually wasn't even still enrolled in school. He was pretending he was in school because he had failed out. Oh my and God. his father was catching on. So his answer takes an axe to his head. And this story, uh, I'm trying to wait for somebody somebody who knows the name of this family because it's on the tip of my tongue and I just can't come up with it. But this, this uh, after he bludgeoned these people with an axe, he drives back. The father didn't die right away. The father got up, got out of bed, made himself breakfast. He's, he, he's going through, I don't know what they called it, but some part of your brain just goes through your routine. That part of his brain wasn't oh, damaged. Wow. He... Makes breakfast, he eats breakfast. I mean, and he's blood everywhere. I mean, he's he's he he goes outside, gets the newspaper, locks himself out of the house, takes the key from underneath the mat or wherever they were, hide their extra key, opens the door, goes in the house, and that's where he collapses and dies. Jesus, he was going Your through body is so weird. He yeah, he was going through this. You know, the 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 routine part of his brain still functioned. But the other parts of his brain, which made him would make him realize that he was mortally wounded, weren't functioning. They were destroyed. That's so crazy. It's not the Menendez brothers, right? It wasn't no, that wasn't the particular... Menendez brothers. This no. this guy, the father was a judge. He was a judge in the Albany area. I don't know if he was part of the state court system or a local court system. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to look it up when we have a second here. Um, but either way, I mean, again, you you know, the mother wouldn't testify. Against the uh, the son, even though she had to know it was him, she saw him, saw him swinging the axe. Yeah, uh, but well, maybe the part of the brain that hers got damaged was uh, her remembering that. So it, could, she it, could know, it could be. That could be. That could be. Honestly, you know. But honestly, but she I had bet, to see all just, the other evidence you know. too. She had to see everything that pointed to him. Yeah. So, uh, Porco, uh, Christopher. Here it is, Christopher Porco. It's the Christopher Porco case. Yes. Funny. It's it's um, it's funny that we're actually bring, talking about this today because oh this is oh this is from last year last year was the fifteenth anniversary of uh, of the case he's serving forty six years to life crazy oh boy that's insane that is insane you need to start um, talking so you don't breaking uh, you know, breaking yeah go 
Yeah, listen, if I talk more, I'll yell more. Uh, breaking the image uh, saying that Laundry didn't kill himself. So breaking the image is going against the grain. Uh, breaking, do you have do you have a source for that? that? Do you know do you know something that we don't know yet? Because I'm cu- really curious. And this is a real departure from us talking about this tonight, but it is a pretty big case, and everybody is talking about it. So, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of this is the show. The show is more of a rambling show of whatever we feel like talking about. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, God, you know, I watch, I, I watch all those, you know, like First Forty Eight and uh, uh, all those crime shows, reality crime shows, and it, it just it, it it blows my mind what people they think they're being slick and getting away with it, and it's like. I mean, you can't do anything nowadays, especially if you have your phone on you. Yeah. And now, if you don't have your phone on you, the cops look at that as a red flag. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. You uh, know, Brian, uh, breaking the image said it's just a hunch. Um, I think it probably is that too. I think I think you're probably right. Breaking. I don't think he committed suicide. He would he would have done it immediately. He he. And and the evidence points to the fact he was hiding out in that campground or camp area, not campground, but. He made a he probably a little, got eaten. He was yeah. probably passed out. He's probably passed out, and the alligator came up and ate him. Alligator or rattlesnake? I mean, Flor- there are a lot of snakes in there. It doesn't Florida have a? It doesn't Florida have a lot of dead, deadly things like spiders? Things, almost like a, like Australia spiders that well, one drop you poisonous frogs. I'd say it's it's more than New York, but I don't know beyond that. So, um, no, I meant Australia. I said Australia. No, no, I know you uh, said that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know, I know you said, I'm just saying, I know it's more than New York, but I don't know beyond that if it's as many as deadly stuff. New York has no deadly stuff, basically. I mean, the only thing deadly in New York is if you trip over a fucking down branch in the woods and pale yourself on it. I'm really dragging this out. I don't even know. Or, you know, being old with COVID and having Cuomo sentence you to death. Or having Cuomo kill you in a nursing home. That's the most deadly predator in New York, for sure. All right, I want to talk about something else uh, because this is is breaking news, too. And this is pretty big, and this is political news. So we'll go back to our roots here a little bit. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland testified before a a congressional committee today, the one chaired by... uh, Nadler, Jerry Nadler. Nadler. Oh my God, what a what a waste of a, a flesh he is. Um, yeah, shit his pants, Nadler. Uh, and a lot of a lot has come out about that. But one one of the things that preceded the te- the testimony today, and we're going to try to cover some of the uh, testimony tomorrow night on the program. I I tried to get the full video of the full like three hours of testimony to go through it, and it's still downloading. It's. Uh, it's like two gigabyte f- file, and the, the way we download them takes a while. So um, we'll have it for tomorrow. But something else came out here that's even even more important to talk about. The White House, it turns out, had been in contact with the school board group, this National Association of School Boards that sent the letter saying that parents should be treated as domestic terrorists under the Patriot Act. That was not just a letter that was sent and and basically, you know, like and uh, just kind of held uh, to the side. This was actually an active conversation between the White House and this group. This article says that uh, the White House was in discussion with the National School Board Association in the weeks leading up to the NSM, NSBA sending a letter demanding federal law enforcement crack down on alleged harassment of school officials. That's according to emails. The emails show the school board group drew on conversations with White House staffers in drafting the letter. On September 29th, 
The NSBA, which represents more than 90,000 school board members, sent a letter asking uh, the administration to address hostilities towards school board members as possible acts of domestic terrorism. So this is a very, very uh, revealing so, revelation, so to, which is kind of redundant. But so yeah. just so I understand what, because I haven't seen this yet. So just so I'm clear, basically the 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 White House reached out to the school board association first, or the school board association reached out to the White House, and then they worked together to draft this letter. So the White House was involved in drafting this letter. Yes, the it says, it says the, the NSBA had been engaged with the White House and the Department of Education on these and other issues related to the pandemic for several weeks. That was according to a an email um, by NSBA President Viola Garcia. This is so the Garcia said in an email that they had been talking with the White House and the Department of Education. Uh, they say, let me see here, school boards have been under the spotlight since the start of the pandemic, but it's risen to a new level over the last few weeks. We felt compelled to say something when we started hearing about the threats, harassment, and acts of intimidation. Um, so basically it looks like they were... So basically... The, it looks like they were the, the this group reached out to the Department of Education and then the White House talking about this stuff, and it became a back-and-forth conversation and uh, resulting in the letter that we're all talking about that made the DOJ act. So school board reaches out, says, hey, blah, 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 to the education department. Education department goes, oh, blah, 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 blah. Maybe I should let my contact over at the White House, blah, 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 blah. And the White House said, ooh, don't let this crisis go to waste. How can we use, how can we use this to shut down the American citizen's voice? Oh, this is how we're going to do it. Gartland, get on it. Send the FBI a and oh, but we need a reason. Oh, hey, school board association, write a letter saying how horrible the things are. Make sure you mention this, this, and this, because this will. Tr our lawyers at the White House say this will trigger us the ability to send in the DOJ to op to suppress and censor our American citizens. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Anybody want anybody want to anybody want to change their vote yet in twenty twenty? <laughs> you know what? And does does it really I surprise mean, you? We already know that the teachers unions have been dictating CDC policy. We know that's been happening. Yeah. Yep. So this shouldn't surprise anybody too much. I I am God. I am so black pilled now. I am. The more I read this stuff, the more I just just get rid of it all. Just get rid of the federal government. Let each individual state do their thing. That's all. Just be done with it. Because that's what we're going to. The, the government we have right this second in time, what we're going to is a one-world order, fucking uh, Venezuela-style or Russia, USSR-Russia-style government. That's what they want. They want, I mean, are we ready for this? Now's the time to fight. Yeah, well, there are, a lot of, the there are a lot of people like us that are starting, that are fighting, that weren't fighting before. So I have some encouragement of that. And I just want to say something else about this revelation and the fact that Merrick Garland was in front of a congressional committee today, he was asked by uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, he was asked, what evidence, what data did you use to support your allegation that the, that, that uh, parents were attacking and threatening school board members and that served as justification for you saying that the DOJ and the FBI would be looking into this. What justification, what data did you use? His only reply was the letter from the, the National School Board Association. And Jordan said, that's so hold on. all? You got a letter from a group? And that was all the justification you needed to sick the FBI on parents around the country? Yep. 
That's all. And if we're being honest, his lawyers probably helped the White House write that letter to give to the board to send in. Yeah. Yeah. Man, is he another um, is he another Mueller? Just dumb and aloof and not understanding what's what, going on. I mentioned to you, you this, and by the way, uh, Tr- Trish in our in our uh, Foxhole chat uh, just said the same thing. Garland said he used the letter to justify his involvement. No data, just the letter. Uh, as I watch, and I didn't see the the whole the whole uh, testimony. What I saw were clips that were shown on uh, on Fox News, and um, when I watched him speaking, the man. You know how you know how Joe Biden when he talks, he looks like there's nothing going on behind those eyes. You know, it's just empty. That's mm-hmm. the way. That's the way Merrick Garland looked today. It's, he looked the same way. I don't know how old he is, but he looked the same way. Uh, the fact that we don't have we don't have the attorney general resigning or being fired. The fact that we don't have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs resigning or being fired. The fact that we don't have Pete Buttigieg. Uh, the Secretary of Transportation during this crisis, where he t- and he took two months off for paternity leave, resigning or being fired, it tells you everything you need to know. None of these people are going anywhere. Biden doesn't care what they do or how effective they are, and he certainly doesn't care if they solve any of the problems that the nation is facing. That's I not the agenda here. In the wrong angle, JD. that's not the agenda here. They're doing they're doing exactly what they're expected to do. Yeah, well, maybe Managed that is true. Decline. Manage to decline to best fit to, to make sure that they, the elites, get all the money on the way out as the ship's going down, and that's what their job is, and they're doing it great, which is why they're still there, and they're just fleecing everything as the ship goes down. Kind of like the Titanic hit the iceberg, and you know, some of us are trying to patch the hole, but the others are just grabbing the silverware on their way to the lifeboat. You're right, Randall. And, they have no uh, call. This is amateur hour. This is absolute. This is amateur ideologue is hour. These people are amateurs and they're ideologues. They're making decisions based on ideologies from from, you know, academia, not from real real world circumstances, and they don't care about the consequences and they are too arrogant. They they are too elite. They think they are too smart to admit when they're wrong. I mean, the article you you uh, had yesterday, Britt, where you talked about uh, a Senate bill which is redirecting money um yeah. Well, I can't remember where it was coming from. Tear down the wall. But it was going to tear down the wall. They're going to spend money to tear down the parts of the wall that have been completed, which is what, 80% of it? Yeah, they're they're taking money from the patrol budget, which is the guys out there actually catching, and want to put it into, and this is Patrick Leahy, that fucking sack of nothing worth anything important in this world. Um, But taking it from the patrol budget and putting it into a construction budget to tear down the wall. Yep. Jack wagons. Although, you know, I did, I did run across a video today that uh, gives me a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope, which I'll play right here. But this is, uh, this is, why am I forgetting where this was at? I'll just play it. Hopefully it tells me. So this is a walkout at, oh, I'm forgetting the name. I got to look up on Twitter real quick. It was a GE so This is a walkout. GE. Thank you. Yes, GE. This is GE walking out uh, uh, in protest of the vax mandates. Look at how far that goes back. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Let's see if I can get if I can get uh, where he puts it up. Look how far that goes back. A lot of people walking out. Over. I mean, basically shut down the plant. Probably. Oh, had to. You know. You know, and Southwest backed off of their some of their mandates. Uh, we're we're winning at this. This is how we win. We have to band together. 
You know, I, there was a there was a tweet that I shared where I said uh, something about the it was about uh, us sticking together and that the elites are afraid of this happening. There was another uh, walkout. And someone responded, "Oh yeah, they're really afraid of us. They mock us openly every day, which they do. But what they're afraid of is if we band together via social media, via via hanging out at the at the at the taverns. Who was it that told us that they had the comment about how did the revolution start? It was at the taverns. It was at the the. I think the it was Sean. Spots, I think Sean. Pubs. I think Sean mentioned that, and it's true. Right. It's true. Taverns were the meeting it's places. It's so right." So they're shut, that's why they're shutting us down on social medias, and they're trying to keep us locked up. But but we're pushing through it now, and we're starting to fight back. And, I mean, how, how many days of, of walkouts can a, a company like GE handle before it really starts to affect the bottom line? A well, week? A month? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I imagine right now things are a little weird anyway. I don't know what plant what they produce in that plant, but I know— you know, auto manufacturers, if people walked out right now, they'd probably be happy because they have nothing. They can't make the cars uh, because they don't have the components yeah, they need. Uh, you know, there's a lot of that going on, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing. That, and I saw a headline. I'm not even sure what the what the details were that Southwest has has given in to their employees. Right. They're not demanding them vaccine yeah, yeah, mandate yeah. anymore. So, well, there's 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 some weird nuance that and Delta also said no vaccine mandate. Yeah. Although if you don't have the vaccine, you have to pay $200 extra a month for your health insurance and you have to get uh, a twice weekly test to make sure that you're uh, you're not with COVID. So it's like, hey, we're not going to do the vaccine mandate, but we're going to make it really fucking miserable for you guys to work here. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, I think these CEOs have had it too good for too long. They've been fat on the hogs doing what they want. And it might be time for a populist... You know, like in the old Ford factory days when you had the hundreds of, you know, the thousands of workers outside the gates and Ford brings in the, you know, the, 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 the strike busting goons with the baseball. I mean, I think it's time for us to start uh, uh, going on strike at that level. And, you know, a few hundred, you know, if we could get like, I don't know, 15,000 people to surround the GE uh, uh, executive building or, although to be honest with you, we really need that. We really need as a people to band together and and surround the media empires like the CNN building, the Fox, not necessarily Fox. Well, Fox is starting to is, is corporate, but you know those those big iconic buildings surround them and, and and make them a little terrified. But also the local media, like here in LA, we have KTLA and we have ABC, and they're all kind of in that Hollywood area, you know, and they have buildings and whatnot. You know, you get ten thousand of us to show up and surround that thing and start yelling at them and start you know the signs and the whole nine yards. Those reporters might start shitting Twinkies a little bit with all the stuff that they're doing. You know, you see, you see the 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 the, the ABC live van go by and it's doing a remote somewhere. You know, like like Maxine Waters said, get in their face, push back, make them uncomfortable. If you see Why them in a gasoline line? station, a lean station, get in there, create a crowd, get in their face, push back. I mean, because I, I every morning, every morning, my girlfriend puts on the local news, and I go, that was a lie. That was a misframing. That was a misframing. That was an outright lie. <laughs> they, they are the local media is pushing the mantra of the central party and the federal government. Yeah. We need to make them uncomfortable. That's the only way this is going to work. I'm not saying be violent. I'm not saying flip cars. I'm not saying light shit on fire. I'm not saying breaking windows. But classic union style striking where you walk really slow back and forth in front of the driveway so they can't get out. You yell with bullhorns really loud. You 
get in their way as they're walking because you have a right to be where you want to be in public. You take a bag Classic of dog shit unions. and you put it on the front doorstep and you light it on fire and ring the bell. That's what you do. Uh, yeah, although I think they could get you for arson on that one. Oh, really? So, if you just like the bag? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that would be a bad thing. <laughs> okay, all right. But, 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 but we take a page from the unions from back in the 40s and the 50s when it was really aggressive. And yeah. Because that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our country and our livelihood. Because if they keep going down, if we keep going down this road that we're going down right now, it does not end in a good spot. It does not. It ends with us, the plebes, the peasants, the worker bees, broke ass poor, wondering where our next meal is going to come from, while all of the elites live in the Elysium cloud in space where everything is pristine and perfect and they have real meat while we're eating bugs down on the planet. I mean, that's what that's what we're going to. That's what they want. They want us to just be good little peasants and be good little workers like they like they are over in China. You want to know what they want from us? They want us to be like China. We all wear the same clothes. We all China. We all think the same way. And we go, yes, sir, I'm going to my factory that you want me to go to. Oh, today I got to dig a ditch. Yes, sir. I'll go dig that. That's what they want. We're just widgets to plug into their big game while they all live fat on the hog. Uh, in their little their little paradise, and and we live we live uh, in the stacks, uh, eating bugs and, and sleep with goats. And we got to fight now. And sometimes we do sleep with goats. You know, it's funny today, JB. I went through I went through I went through one of my favorite fast food restaurants. I've been going yeah. there, and this is one of my bellwethers on on inflation and whatnot. So I've lived where I live right what now. I've lived almost a uh, little over little. Over, did I say whatnot again? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I don't even realize I do it. Um. I've lived here a little over two years. I've been going to the same Del Taco. Love Del Taco. And I get the same All right, same so let me ask you this, because we, De- we don't have Del Tacos out here in New York anyway. Uh, oh, you said it's, lo- it's a lot like a Taco Bell. What makes it so good? What, is, it, how about, is it like a Chipotle? What is oh, it? I didn't even food? know. No, it's fast food. It's more like going into a, going into like a Taco Bell or Burger King or whatnot, but it's Mexican food. But they what make not? the beans fresh, the cheese is grated. Fr- I didn't say whatnot that time. Yes, you did. I know I didn't. Oh, you no, abs- I did not. You Play abs- the cake back. I, <laughs> you I, I, think, absolutely I think you're did. messing with me. Nope. I think you're messing nope. with me. Nope. It's all here. Um, it's all It's all on uh, yeah. recorded, so. Yeah. It's uh, Anyway, it's just it's just the food is really good for what for being fast food. It's, uh, so, But it's, it's it's Mexican food. It's burritos, quesadillas, okay. you know, uh, nachos, stuff like that. So, anyway, I've been going there for uh, almost two and a half years now. I get the same thing. A green burrito, sour cream, spicy jack, quesadilla, and a large Coke. And I've been doing that since it was $6.13. Today, I just paid $11.14. So that's wow. in two years, that's how much the price has gone up. But when they gave me the bag, this is what it looked like. This shocked me. They gave me the Coke, and they gave me the bag. And then when I opened the bag, this is what I found. No logos on anything. The paper bag, the cup, and the burrito wrapper. Normally, that has Del Taco all over it. Wow. Nothing. So I, I kind of went, what the hell? I go, I go, where's your guys' logo at? You can't afford your logo? And the guy said that they cannot get the paper with the printing on it. They just, they can't. They order it from corporate or wherever they order it from. It's, it's not showing up. So they've had to go out and source plain, plain wrapped stuff. And that's, that's where they're at right now. And, and I just, I look at that and, and it's like, and people say there's nothing wrong with the supply chain. There are still 34% of the American people that say the economy is good and restaurants can't get packaging with their logos on it. I, I, 
I, I don't know. For the longest time, their large cup they didn't have for like almost a month and a half. And then they, and about three weeks ago, they got the clear plastic one. And it's like, okay, whatever, I get it, whatever. Blow molding over in China. But now the bags are plain paper bags. The wrapping's all. It's like, what the hell is going? This is America. This should not be happening in America. I mean, that article that came out where the State Department, somebody, some said we should, we should. Uh, uh, wow, where'd you go? Oh, there you are. You're back now. I went black there for a minute. I got a little afraid. Um, <laughs> but they said that we should lower our expectations of what we – No, we're, we live in a first-world country, and I pay a lot of damn taxes mm -hmm. so that we have a supply chain and we have food. We're not, we're not Venezuela, although we're on our way to it. But that just – I don't know. That picture just – that caught me by surprise, all of it, plain wrapper, because they can't get it. And why can't they get it? Because it's all probably sitting offshore uh, in a couple containers. Yeah. Because they get everything printed over in China. Everything's done in China. You remember when the pandemic first hit and we realized, yep. oh, shit. Can't get medicine. We can't get any medicine here because it's all over in China. And Trump tried to do some shit to change that, but Biden undid it all. So yeah. now it's all over <laughs> in China again. It's It's unbelievable. Um, uh, Trish is asking if we're going to talk about Biden at the town hall on CNN. Uh, we, I don't, I'm not prepared to talk about, is that tonight? Is that happening tonight? I, I know that it was, it was going to happen. I'm not sure when it was going to happen. I do want to talk a little bit about Biden's comments yesterday, the comments he made in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Now I mentioned it on the show last night, Biden opened up a speech in Scranton where he just rambled for 20 minutes about. I don't know, random memories that were coming into his head and names and and places that he remembered in Scranton. And God knows if they're real or fictional. I don't even know. But uh, I, t I went through this speech and I've got a bunch of cuts that I want to go through and just get an idea of All the right. tone of the speech, the things he was saying. And man, I have to tell you, you know, we opened up the conversation tonight talking about Ronald Reagan and how uh, dynamic he was, not just in what he said, but how he said it. Joe Biden is the absolute opposite. Listening to this, this yeah. total speech was 40 minutes. 20 minutes of it was him rambling about random memories that were that were firing in his head as he was uh, thinking of Scranton. And then the other 20 was actually substance, if you want to call it that. But it was the most boring 40 minutes I've ever experienced. Um, breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. So... Uh, there's a movie that's that's being filmed right now that the Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, apparently is attached to somehow. It's a movie called Rust. And today they had an accident with a with a prop gun that killed a crew member. Uh, breaking right now, Alec Baldwin fired prop gun that killed uh, Helena Hutchins, an injured director. Holy shit! So Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun and it killed killed one of the killed somebody. Yes. And that's from Variety. Jeez. Yeah, killed the cinematographer, uh, Hutchinson, and injured the director. It happened in New Mexico. How today, do prop Thursday, guns kill people? Right? How do prop guns kill people? Well, I mean, if they're if they're putting, I'm I'm trying to scan right now to see if it has anything. Issues. I mean, sometimes they'll, they'll if, if, if it's like a black powder gun or something, or they want this, the real smoke effect, they'll put blanks in it. 
Um, but you so know, there's I mean, an explosive concussion. There's an explosive concussion from yeah. something like that. And I guess if it was close enough, it could hurt you. Yeah, uh, shrapnel could take out. I mean, that's how the the that actor was killed. Uh, Brandon Lee was killed on the Crow. Is they had a blank gun, but the director didn't like the way the the camera was because he was pointing the gun at the camera. He didn't like the way when the camera view was pointing down the barrel, you couldn't see the bullet. The, you know, like the because the, it was a revolver, the round of, so they put plastic uh, over the over the blanks because some dipshit the director didn't realize that you just made it a projectile, and they pointed at Brandon and pulled the trigger, wanting the the bang sound, the blank sound, but it sent that plastic little piece that that made it look like it was loaded down the barrel and it hit him and killed him. Wow! So that's what I'm kind of I wonder if they did something stupid like that again. It says uh, the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office said in a statement that Hutchins and uh, Souza were shot when a prop firearm was discharged by Alec Baldwin, 68, producer and actor. No one was arrested in the incident, and no charges have been filed, the officers, the office said. Detectives were interviewing witnesses, and the incident remains under an open and active investigation, according to the sheriff's office. Baldwin's reps did not return comment. So there was a full crew on set. This will leak. We'll know what happened. I'm wondering if Alec Baldwin was just being a dipshit with the gun because like why would he be with pointing it? it at the cinematographer? Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless he was unless he was aiming down a camera, you know, to get that look, that iconic right. look, you know, the right. gun, the can, you know, kind right. of thing, and then he pulls the trigger, and the director and the cinematographer, you know, are in the camera line, and they got taken out. I mean, I wonder if it was oh, wow, but what the fuck? I mean, what would come out of the end of that that could take out? I mean, it it, it took out two people, killed one, wounded the other. Wow. I mean, there had to have been something that I mean, and rust, rust is that is that like off the game? So it's old school. Maybe it was a black powder gun. I have no idea. I mean, that's my first they thought. Don't, I mean, it's related to the game. Yeah. Anyway, Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger and has killed somebody. Huh. You know, it's more of a modern movie because we're talking about U.S. Marshals in this film. So, huh? Interesting. Anyway, that just that just broke right now. See, breaking news. See, yeah. The Patriots Roundtable. Wow. We're good. Okay, so back to this this uh, this 40-minute yeah, speech sorry. that Biden gave, 20 minutes of blabbering about random memories that were entering what's working of his brain, the parts that are working. Um, so I took some cuts here and uh, just wanted to share them. We could chat about them uh, one at a time if we can get through them all. But here's, here's the first one where he's talking about Amtrak. When you are a president or vice president, they keep meticulous mileage of when you fly an Air Force aircraft. And so about, uh, I guess it was uh, seven years in to, uh, to my tenure as vice president. And I used to always like to uh, <clears throat> take Amtrak home on Friday. My, I tried to go home and see my mom, who was living with us at the time after my dad passed. And I tried to get home. And uh, the Secret Service are wonderful. They're the best in the world. They never liked me taking Amtrak because it stops too often and too many people get on and you don't know. And uh, but I all there was a, but I uh, it turned out I was about number three in seniority on the road at the time. If you did now, well, I mean, in terms of actual time on the road, this is a presidential address. This is a presidential address, just rambling. Anybody want to take their vote back yet? Oh my God. Um, this, 81 million votes. This next cut uh, is one of the cuts that is about something of substance. He's talking about education here. Listen to this justification. 
We're also among the first to provide access to free education beginning back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. We invested in our children. Does anybody think today, if we're making that decision for the first time, we'd say 12 years is enough in the 21st century? 12 years is enough is not. Okay, so for, what he's saying there is that we're the first country to have uh, offered free education, and if we were making that same decision today, would we would we do it the same way whereby we have a system of which offers 12 years of education? Two things about that. First of all, education is not free. In fact, it is grossly expensive. Grossly expensive, especially yep. considering what we get for it. Secondly, if we took those 12 years and we actually taught kids like we used to, if we took those 12 years and we focused on math, reading, science, history, instead of the garbage that they're trying to push on our children now, 12 years would be plenty. And also, back when they introduced the public education system, most kids didn't last 12 years. Most kids, like no, my right. grandfather, were out after sixth grade because they had to work and they got a job. Yep. So They're lucky they made it to the ninth. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you made it to the ninth and you went on, you know, you got that far, you probably went on to college and you were probably a doctor or a lawyer or something, some professional that required that kind of schooling. But if you were working on the railroad or you were, oh, you're doing your bobblehead dial thing. I love it. Uh, you were working on the railroad yeah, you know, <laughs> or you were working on the... Wiggling my foot. You were working on the, uh, you know, uh, skyscraper, you know, welding uh, uh, steel on, on skyscrapers that were being built. You didn't need that kind of schooling. You needed trade schooling and apprenticeship and that kind of thing. So this whole this whole argument that he's presenting in this clip is is just a fallacy. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I, I am, I feel like I'm just a broken record because we say that he does the same stupid shit and we, then we have the same stupid, we have the same response over and over yeah. and over again. And the only thing that changes is, 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 is our life gets worse. Yeah. Noticeably worse. The dollar, the dollar gets less in value um, and uh, the economy is slowly sliding into this weird oblivion and, you know, more and more debt. And, you know, and our military is getting weaker and weaker and and he keeps doing the same stupid shit and we keep saying the same shit and nothing ever changes. Well, let's see what you think about this. The merry-go-round keeps on turning. Let's see what you think about this clip. You know, when I use the phrase build back better, it's being used internationally now. I got the G7, the largest countries in the world, to agree that we're going to have a build back better world and we're going to invest and we're going to build around the world the democracies and ability so the rest of the countries don't fall prey to those like the, 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 the Belt Road Initiative out of China and other initiatives where there's, I'll do something for you if you give me, if you give me. We're going to build back better around the world. When you the look across government. the, yeah, when you look across the American landscape and you see the problems that we have here that are mounting and becoming more and more severe every day. Is the thing that you want your government to do in response to that, spend money and build back better around the world? Is that what you want from your federal government? No, I would love for them to uh, stop spending money. I would love for them to make the dollar stronger. I would love for them to allow some you know, oil pumping to happen in our own country so that our people go to work. And I'm not paying $5 a gallon for fuel like I did this morning. I literally... I literally paid almost $200 to fill my fuel tank up this morning. 
Insane. It, that's, it, how many times a week do you have to fill your tank? How many times a week do you have to fill your tank? Twice. Twice a week. Uh, my diesel tank, twice. Twice a week. Sometimes three. Yeah. No, I spend close to... I, I'm spending right now... I If I if it stays on this trajectory, I'm spending almost $2,000 a month just in fuel. So you know what that means? I raise my price. Yeah. I well, that's... that's that's this, this, And you're going to pay more. This is the microcosm that explains inflation. This is... You're, you're explaining it. Yeah. Uh... I really, I really want the federal government just to go away. Just go away. Shut it down. Get rid of the IRS. Get, get rid of all of them. Just get rid of all of them. Well, that's all well and good, but that's not likely. Uh, so we have to work within the system that we have to work within, and we've got to affect change as best we can, bobblehead Brit. We have to. If, if I want your reason and thought-out <laughs> thoughts, I would ask you. I want, I want hot takes and... Just not non-reasoned responses. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, here's a, here's a hot take non-reasoned response. And by the way, they will not increase one single penny of the deficit. They are fully paid for. And all Wall Street points out, they will grow employment by tens of thousands of people. Tens of thousands of people. All right, first of all, he does his creepy lean-in-and-whisper thing, which is just freaking creepy as hell. Uh, but secondly, he's again perpetrating this lie that says that this Build Back Better agenda, the $3.5 trillion, $5 trillion, $10 trillion, depending on how you score it, a bill that's uh, called the Reconciliation Bill plus the Infrastructure Bill won't add anything to the deficit. If that's true, why are they asking for increases in the debt ceiling? This is a giant lie. It's a blatant right. lie. And it's one that I think the American people hear and they just laugh at him because nobody believes that. No one does. JV, JV, I'm here to tell you probably 35% of the population believes him and they think it is zero. At least 35. Could be even 40. People are, people are that brainwashed. The media keeps saying it over and over again. I heard it three times this morning on the morning news about uh, – uh, how it's how it's not going to cost anything. It's going to be so beneficial to the to the country that uh, the gross will offset. That's what they were saying on the local morning news. Now, granted, I am in the LA market, which is super lefty, um, but they keep that's all these people are getting. Lies, lies, lies. That's why we need to protest the media outlets. We need to surround the media outlets. We need to make them nervous. We need to make them. Hey, you might want to start reporting the truth. Otherwise, we're going to surround your building and yeah. make your, your your ability to do your job really hard. Well, you know, one of the truths... They're the linchpin. They're the linchpin. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's all right. One of the truths is that we... <laughs> this is this is amazing to me, and it, people aren't talking about it enough. We were coming out of an economic lockdown, okay? We had the best economy in the history of the nation prior to this lockdown, the economy itself was like a spring wound tight, ready to explode. All we had to do was open it back up. Joe Biden yep. wins the presidency, or at least becomes president. Kind of opens the economy back up, but does so with 32 executive orders that, that hamstring much of the economy, eliminate our energy independence, open the southern border to mass inflows of people that we can't support. All this stuff. So what's the economy doing that was projected to grow at 6% this year? And all he had to do was get out of the way. All he had to do was back the hell up and let it happen. Let the American people 
go to business, go to work, get to business. That's all he had to do. But he fucked around with it. And instead of the 6% growth that, that was originally forecasted before he took office, we're looking at one half of 1% growth this year. From an economy that had been throttled to the point it was ready to explode wide open, bust wide open. And they've lowered those projections of economic growth down to half of a percent. We are Jimmy Carter 2.0 times 10. And I'm surprised that it's even that, which makes me wonder if it was managed right how big it would have been. Well, I, I have but no no to... problem saying if Donald Trump had won the presidency, we'd be looking at eight nine percent growth. But then again, you have to be careful because if if it grows too fast, you it overheats yeah. and then you have problems with that. But but six seven eight percent growth after what had happened the year prior is not unreasonable, and it should have happened without. All you had to do is back up and get out of the way. So a little side note on your your buddy there, Biden. Uh, as my shit scrolls over here. Uh, from Zach on Twitter, Joe Biden, this is at the, the CNN town hall right now. Joe Biden sees, says he sees the mayor of Baltimore in the audience, Brandon Scott. It's actually Congressman Kuisha Mufumi, whose district includes uh, Morgan State. No, quasi, never, is it Quasi Mufumi? Is that Quasi? Quasi? Yeah, 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 he's, yeah he's exactly. There. Quasi. Yeah. Yeah, so who was never mayor of Baltimore. So <laughs> Joe Biden's just making shit up. They're also saying something about he's like shut down, like had to shut down, and, and the photos him like like a robot looking down. He said he's had to do that several times during the CNN. Thing, really? So. I don't know. We may have a lot of material for tomorrow on Joe wow. Biden. It might be a two-hour spe- Joe Biden special. Tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I'll do Merrick Garland and then the Joe Biden stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it might be, yeah. All right. So here's another cut from Biden, and uh, it's just why the hell? It's what the hell's wrong with him? What the hell's wrong with him? For nearly one in six families who go without internet. You saw what's happened when we've had this COVID. Try teaching from home. How many people do you see out in McDonald's parking lots with their kids in their cars because they get access to the internet to be able to help the kid in school? What are we doing? This is the United States of America, damn it. What's with the outburst of anger? He did the same thing the other night. When he did the grumpy face. <laughs> but he's talking about just, you know, broadband initiative. Okay, listen, this is these things like the broadband initiative, things like roads, bridges. You know, we, those are things that we could debate about. And I'm sure that most reasonable people in this country could come to some sort of consensus as to where the line is as to how much we want to invest in those things. There aren't people saying making sure everybody has high speed broadband is a is it uh, is inappropriate the question is should government do it should private sector do it what combination of government and private sector should you know that's the debate yet he, he he's talking about this i don't know maybe there were people going to the mcdonald's i know i know i have friends that would go do a mcdonald's parking lot to get wi-fi because in cooperstown sometimes it's hard to get good internet it's just the way it is if you're in a rural area um so you do it at least at least mcdonald's offers it to you you do it uh, but yeah. for, for him to be at the end there, get all angry and like, this is the United States of America, damn it. I mean, listen to this. United States of America, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't leave people. We don't leave people behind oh, in yeah. Afghanistan, you yeah. jack wagon. Yeah, exactly. And you're the one running the United States of America right now, fucking everything up. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. Go, 
You know, go go for a naked swim in the White House pool like you like to do. <laughs> Yell at yourself. I know, right? Those are actual real reports from people that work there. Yeah. I know. The Secret Service Multiple talks about it, right? Yeah. All right. Here's, here's another clip. You say, what difference does that make, Biden? Well, guess what? If you can get in a train and go from here to Washington much faster than you can go in an automobile, you take a train. You take the train. We will take literally millions of automobiles off the road. Anger again? Off the road. No, you won't. Saving tens of millions of barrels of oil. Dealing with cleaning up the air. This is not hyperbole. This is a fact. These are facts. He's talking to a friendly crowd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. These are hand-picked people who will applaud and who do the, do the right thing. And he's screaming at them. 30 of them? Well, I don't know. If, I don't know how many were in the audience for this particular thing. The thirty was in reference to the thirty people kind of lying in the street as during the motorcade that were supporters, as there were hundreds of uh, uh, detractors. But why is he yelling at these people? Does he think that he's Dementia. being convincing by yelling? Do you think that somebody who's undecided about this watches him do that and hears him screeching at them, yet lecturing them, yelling at them, basically blaming them? Do you think that sways people? This is dementia, JV. Well, I mean, that's what everybody's saying in chat. We know the answer. The yeah, no, of course. Just, of course. Yeah. We know we know the real answer. And you know, and he has nothing. You, you, you know he sees the 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 let's go Brandon flags and the people flipping him off on his motorcades. Because his motorcades are wall to wall, F you, except for the 30 people in Scranton that were paid to come out. Someone on Twitter took screen grabs from various locations and they moved the same group of people from spot to spot to spot. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they were paid. Right. So he can't even get, so, you know, he sees that, you know, he Jill leans to. over to him every now and then it goes, Hey honey, it's not going real good. Well, I don't know you if know, she but, does, but Jill doesn't she, she want might, him she to might go be whitewashing she, it for him too, saying, Oh, don't worry about them. That's they're a small minority. They're, you know, though those domestic terrorists, those white maybe. supremacists you need to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but man. And by the way, one of the things the president uh, put me in charge of my, I want to be clear here, President Obama put me in charge of when I was vice president. I was able to invest in that legislation that we put together, I put together. We brought down the price of, the, of solar and wind cheaper than coal and cheaper than oil on a, on a BTU okay, basis. Okay. It's cheaper. Okay, no, it's not. No, it's no, no. Not. No, the reason it was cheaper is because of government subsidies. Government was giving cash out subsidies. It's the only reason why it was cheaper. There is nothing per BTU. Nothing is cheaper than coal. Coal, for the size that it is, gives the most heat out of anything on this planet, except for nuclear. But nuclear is super expensive because all the stuff you have to have to go with it. But on a price. The size of it and the price and the easy ease of transport and the ease of storing coal is long is it. That's why it's so used so much. That's why China is opening a brand new coal plant every week. Because it's easy and it produces a lot. I just learned something though about uh graphene. So there is this new product that they're starting to work with and it's starting to been in R and D for a while. But they're able to pull the CO2 out of the air or collect it as it's going up the stacks 
Um, and then they turn it into this magic shit, uh, some kind of graphing that when interlaced with batteries, the, the NICAD batteries and whatnot, you know how your cell phone, when you what plug not? it in, it's like on 1%, it takes a couple hours, a couple, three, four hours to charge, sometimes six hours. Well, this, if your battery is laced with this graphene stuff, it takes like 15 minutes. Huh, you like a watch. Um, it does all, it, it, it like put on superconductors. It makes computing so much faster. Anyways, it's right on the cutting edge. Honestly, I think we'll be at a point where we're running dirty factories just to collect the carbon, yeah, yeah. the CO2, well, to make this stuff because it's supposed to be uh, pretty amazing. You know, listen, I'm like, all, literally they're able, they're going to be able to make wallpaper TVs. Yeah, I'm all for uh, government assisting in this type of research and development. What I'm not for, and that's a carrot model. That's the carrot model. That's where you yeah. provide an incentive for for innovation and technology. I mean, we got a lot from the space race. We got a lot from the arms race. A lot of technologies that ended up helping uh, everyday Americans and making our lives better. And we could do the same thing with energy. But when you start uh, making decisions that make it harder for people and, and punish people financially in other ways because they want to drive a car reasonably or they want to travel across country reasonably or they want to heat their home reasonably and you can't do that because of the policies that they're trying to force you into these new technologies that's the wrong way to do it sure take some money I mean, we can argue how much, but take some money and invest it in, in something like what you just outlined. Some technology that is new and and, and uh, cutting edge. Do that. And when we come across the thing that actually makes these alternative fuels reliable and cheaper, I will welcome them with open arms. I've got nothing against them if they are reliable and cheaper. But they're neither of those things. They're none of those things. And in the meantime, we can't use them for things like heating our homes here in the Northeast. So we have to pay four, five, six dollars a gallon for fuel oil to heat our homes at the tune of seven, eight thousand dollars a month to do it. <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, so Vic Apple nine twenty two in Twitch chat said Japan and Eastern Europe will be able to do that, meaning the graphene. The, engine, the engineers in the U.S. still have to research how many more genders there are and what <laughs> creates white rage. So true. It's such a great so point. So freaking true. That, and that's exactly the point about all of these things. Why didn't the intelligence community, um, why weren't they prepared for China launching a hypersonic missile? Because they're too busy looking for white supremacists in the United States and domestic terrorists. Yep. That's why. Yeah. yeah, these agencies can do yeah. a lot of things, and I'm not defending them because there's a lot of problems with them. But I'm saying they can be multifaceted. However, when they are told to focus their directions and their and their uh, intelligence gathering inward, then that's what we're going to get. We're going to lose things on the outside. And by the way, remember last night we were trying to remember what the other intelligence failure was. Remember we couldn't come up with that. It was Afghanistan. That was the other intelligence failure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. They didn't recognize, yeah, or they said one. they didn't recognize that the, that the uh, Taliban was going to take over so fast. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Okay, I think cheaper. That so was... in, uh, in Foxhole chat, uh, Laura Kuanon. Kuanon. Laura Kuanon. Kuanon. Says, nice shirt, Britt. Will you tell us spooky ghost stories on Halloween? Are we going to do a Halloween special? We should do a Halloween special. It won't be political. We'll just, because we both have, obviously, roots in the paranormal. We both have uh, roots yeah. in horror films. Uh, we could do a Halloween you know special what? where we talk about all this other stuff. Let's do, 
let's do a poll in chat. In chat, uh, would you guys like us to do a Halloween special and talk about the ghosts and stuff like that that we've experienced over our lives? And you know, I mean, we've been involved with ghost hunters and traveled the world looking for ghosts and whatnot. Shut it! Don't hit it! Don't hit it! Don't hit it! And <laughs> um, sorry. Would you guys happen. want us to do that? And on the weekend show, we, we obviously for the people on the weekends, we do play this. We we string all of our shows together. And we play it on Saturday and Sunday back to back. Uh, we do we do go into chat and we do review chat. So if you want to hear ghost stories on Halloween night, uh, let us know. And if we get enough yeses, um, we'll uh, we'll put something we'll pull something together. And on Halloween night, instead of having politics, we'll have or maybe we'll tell ghost politics. Politi Political ghost stories. Political ghost. I don't. I know a Somehow couple. I know all, like a couple White House. Yeah, I know a couple White House ghost stories because I've had people on my other program that talk about that. By the way, I, would, I just want to mention something about my other program. It's called Beyond Reality, and you find it uh, by searching G, uh, JV Johnson's Beyond Paranormal. I think is the channel. I never remember on uh, YouTube. On YouTube, and it's also a podcast. Uh, but uh, I had a show scheduled for tonight, and I think, Britt, I told you last night we had to make sure this one was over in an hour because I had a show scheduled. My my oh. guest for tonight's Beyond Reality program uh, had to cancel because she's sick, so I don't have that program tonight. So if anybody uh, saw earlier a notification that that program was going to be on and then that disappeared, that's why. Guest had, had to cancel because of health, so uh, I apologize for that. All right, let's get, back. let's get back to Biden here. That's who we are as Americans. Not a joke. Think about it. From those of you who teach history, think about it. We come out better than it was before because we don't give up. We invest. God, he's just screeching at people. Yelling. He's just yelling. Uh, by the way, he says in that clip, uh, no joke. Uh, I saw a montage last night. I don't remember which program it was. Uh, it may have been Laura Ingram's. I don't know which program it was. But he actually says no joke about 30 times during this speech. And whoever did the montage Are you going to put a little button together. in for him? No joke. I should. I should. But you know what? He's not on this program with me, so I don't care as much. But not! Okay, gotcha. Oh, now, now you're getting a little attitude over there? What the hell? Uh, I'm losing Brit. I can always tell when Brit starts to glaze over. We've reached the point, I think. And we've only, have we been on an hour yet? <laughs> No, we have been an hour. No, there's a point where yeah, you fall I'm, off. I mean, you I'm fall off going. a cliff, oh. and I see it in your face. Well, we just got a ship, so now I'm happy. Ah, we just got okay. a ship. All right, that so wakes you Laura right up. Huanon gave us a ship, and I love a ship. The more ships, the merrier. More ships, the merrier. Get some rum. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we should, oh. You know what? Every. Oh. You know what we should do? What? You know what we should do? I got it. What? We should. We should get a jug of rum on on our desk, and anytime someone gives us a ship in Foxhole, we have to take a shot <laughs> of rum. Hey, Brett. We used to do that on a show called Booze, Brews, and Bros. Do you remember that? Do you remember how you paid? I for know, that but in they the didn't morning? give us ships. Oh, that's true. They didn't give us yeah. ships. That's true. That is absolutely. They didn't give true. us ships. They gave us. They gave us little rolling heads. Actually. Yeah, uh, that is true. But for any time someone gives us a ship, we will take a shot of rum on the man. That could be a really interesting political show by the end. Trish, Trish says she's we got some. Trish says she's got some good ghost stories. She could join us on the Halloween thing. We could get a bunch of people to come okay. on and tell us some ghost stories. You know, can fun. we do the can we do the phone thing? Can we do the phone thing and maybe some people can call in tonight or then? No, 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 for the ghost show. Yeah, sure. Ghost of course. Yeah, we can do that. We can open the phone lines. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll prep people. All right. Yeah, All we right. can definitely do that. Would that be would you? Will, will anybody in chat just let us know? If, just by yes, I'll call in. If if in chat, if you you would be willing to call in with a ghost story, just put yes in chat, and then we'll make sure we get that set up too. If we get enough people that say that, they would be willing to call in because you know 
Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be uh, fun. That'd be a fun Halloween thing. What night of the week does Halloween fall on this year? Does anybody know? Uh, I have no. Uh, we can look here. Hang on. Also in chat, if, it is if the, we did it's a the Sunday. alcohol thing, it's a Sunday. take a shot every time. We get, would you guys laugh oh at us? <laughs> Brent, you 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 don't think before you talk. You're throwing this out here, and you're the one that's going to pay the price. You know that, and then you're going to be bitching to me. I want ships. Okay. All I right. want ships. Okay. And maybe uh, if they give us glasses, it's a it's a, ha- it's I know, a half a shot. I know, Laura QAnon. I don't know why he can't say it. I don't understand. We we have this about a lot of words with Brit. Roku is one of them. There's others. Roku? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the road gets washed out. You build Q-Anon. it back to what it was before. You can't build it back to back to what it was before. You can't build it back to the same standard. You've got to build the road back literally higher. Not a joke. It's not a joke. Not a joke. You've got to build the road back literally higher. Now, literally, higher. I don't. I've, he's he said this before. I don't remember when it was. He was he said this, but we've actually played a clip of him saying that before. Um, if you're on the coast, if you're in Manhattan, and 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 climate change uh, was the threat that they say it is, I don't believe it is. But let's assume for a second it is. And the sea levels are going to rise. Uh, what is the number they're using? I don't know what it is. So maybe Manhattan needs to like build seven, it. eight feet. Is it that much? Yeah. Okay. Like maybe that. Manhattan needs to build the roads a little higher. But when you get about you know uh, a few hundred yards inland, that stops being the case. In Cooperstown, New York, we're at an elevation of like eleven hundred. We don't need to put our build our roads any higher than they are. They're going to be fine, regardless of what whether climate change is a thing or isn't a thing. Um, so this is, I don't understand where he's getting this. This is it's just silly. Oh, this is a good one. Can you ex- can you ex- can you explain this? Uh oh, uh oh. What do you got? This is the uh, CNN when Joe Biden has a uh, shutdown. They call it. He he's done this a few times where he's gone into the stiff pose, looked down, and then reset. Oh, well, this is him practicing how to bow to uh, Xi Jinping. He's practicing oh, how to do a, a subservient bow to the Chinese dictator. That's what this is. He's showing everybody how he does and, it. You know, and 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 Anderson Cooper, being a bootlicker from CNN, knows exactly how to bow to the bosses at CNN and even Brian Stelter. So he's <laughs> teaching Joe how to bow how to bow appropriately uh, to the powerful. So, I mean, Joe is learning from an amazing yeah. guy to learn from, which is Anderson Cooper, who has bootlicked his way to the to a show on CNN. <laughs> yes, he has. No one, that, that still no one watches. Nobody watches any of this stuff on CNN. I'm really anxious after the show to see what, uh, what, what, what's going on with that, that town hall, to see what things were asked and what was said, because I'm sure it's really, yeah. really, really interesting. All right, so I've got another, let's see, where is the, this, this, right. this is a great, no, it's fine. This is a great clip. This is where he tries to blame Trump. Listen to this. I haven't pa- we haven't passed a major infrastructure bill for decades in this country. Last four years, you hear every month is, you know, infrastructure month. Didn't do a single damn thing. Nothing. I mean, nothing for four years. Well, let me say a couple things. First of all, we can get into the things that Trump did in four years, and a lot of those were real progress on a lot of fronts, whether you want to call them infrastructure or not. And based on Biden's definition of infrastructure, any of these things, like energy independence, can be considered infrastructure. Let me also say this. He says, we haven't done a damn thing uh, past a major infrastructure bill in decades. If I remember correctly, it was 12 years ago that he was the vice president of the United States. 
and he was vice president of the United States with Barack Obama for eight years. So they had eight years and they had a Congress for a couple of years where they could have done something for infrastructure. Instead, what they did is shoved Obamacare down our throats, did nothing about infrastructure. And for him to blame Trump now, I'll put Trump's accomplishments up against the Obama presidency with Biden as vice president. Eight years versus four years, I'll put those two up against each other any day. Because Trump got done more in four years than Obama did in eight, than Obama could in 16 if he had 16 years. Oh, God, don't don't wish. Don't even say that out loud. I know. Well, that's just scary yeah i it, it is amazing how it's but you know what all the presidents do it i mean obama blamed bush for eight years yeah blame bush for eight years i don't you know and then bush blamed clinton before i mean so they all do it but but joe is such a floundering idiot that has messed shit up <laughs> so bad that it's it just it just you look at it and you just shake your head and then you wonder how 35% of this population in this country is going he's our god we oh, should worship the golden idol of joe i know i just i don't get it i know um biden goes back to this familiar theme in this particular cut which we already have talked about and proven the fact that it's just complete garbage but uh, here he is saying it again look folks under this proposal and under this proposal, I'm, these proposals I'm talking about, I guarantee you that no one making under $400,000 a year will see one single penny in tax go up. Not one. In fact, the plan cuts taxes for working people. And by the way, if you notice the, you know, the way you usually pay for infrastructure is by gasoline taxes. I wouldn't allow that because that would tax people making under 400000 I'm a man of my word. All right. First of all, we know that that's just simply not true. We know that uh, that and what we I mean, first of all, this infrastructure bill isn't even completely written. But we know with what are what has already been leaked, what's already being talked about, that the, that people pay, earning less than $400,000 a year are going to be hit with increases in taxes. And, and the also uh, the dirty little secret and probably the more impactful thing is we're already being hit by inflation, which is a hidden tax. Joe Biden's policies are oh. creating inflation, which is costing us 30, 10, 20 percent more for everything we need if we can get them. If we can get those things, if we can get them. And the other thing, there was something else in there that I wanted to point out too. Um, oh, gas tax. He said he wouldn't allow them to raise the gas tax as a way to pay for this infrastructure thing, which is a good point because there is, what is the amount? 52? No, I'm probably going to butcher it. I don't know. There, there's, there's a federal gas tax currently. Every gallon of gas sold anywhere in the United States is taxed by the federal government at a flat amount and the and as I'm he pointed at, out looking it up right okay now. and as he pointed out 18.3 18 18 cents 18.3 cents per 18. gallon 3. as he pointed out in that clip gas taxes are there for infrastructure well then why the hell do we need this bill for infrastructure if we're paying currently 18.3 cents per gallon of gasoline for infrastructure because and they've wasted the money elsewhere. That's why. Diesel. How much? And it's 20, 24.3 for diesel. So the truckers that bring your food, it hit harder. Yeah. So we're already paying those taxes. 
And those taxes were indeed put there for infrastructure. But somehow, just like all our state governments have dropped the ball on this, our local governments have dropped the ball on this, they also have revenue from tolls and other mechanisms that are supposed to go. They have gas taxes, uh, in state gas taxes and stuff too. That money is all supposed to go to infrastructure, and it's not. Where is all this money that's being levied on us, these taxes being levied on us, that's supposed to be used for infrastructure, that hasn't been obviously, which is why they're saying now we need to spend $5 trillion on infrastructure. Where's all that money? Yeah. Well, it's going into the politicians' families' pockets. That's right. That's where it's going, lobbyists. I mean, they're just just jacking it all. So, uh, in the state of California, we pay an additional on top of the 18, or for me, 24, because I have a diesel rig, uh, we pay an additional fifty one point five cents for state gas tax. Fifty one. So basically, for me, fifty one point five. And in the state of New York, it is where you live is fifty five cents. Jesus. Yeah, on top of the eighteen and a half. And by the way, there's sales tax so, on I mean, top and, of that. And, Any state, which most states yeah. do, have a sales tax. There's sales tax added to that as well. Just so you know. Yeah, and then uh, propane. See, this says uh, which estimates to increase home heating fuel costs by. So the the gas the, the fuel tax uh, increases home heating fuel costs by twenty six percent. So all the taxes that go on that petroleum stuff. So yeah, the government gets their money wherever they where you know they they'll get it some way somehow. I, there's a study I think the Rand Institute or something like that did it or maybe it was uh, a non part it's a non part uh, non partisan uh, they do all the tax Jarvis the Jarvis Tax Foundation. Um, in, in the state of California, because that's when I looked up, because that's where I live, uh, sixty-seven cents out of every dollar I make right now goes to a government agency, lo- local, state, or federal, somehow, some way. And this is the that's you know insane. when they say when they when they're talking about we need to in, the, in this speech Biden was talking about all this stuff we need to help people you know you've got you've got. Uh, Two parents, both working, they need help with childcare. They wouldn't need all this help if you didn't take 80 cents of every dollar they made in one's fashion or another. They probably wouldn't need, both need to work. One of the two parents could stay home with the kids and raise the kids the way it should be. Not have a government agency doing it and a school district doing it. But they take 80 cents or whatever the figure is you said, and, and I know it's got it's right in there somewhere, of every single dollar. If you look at the chain of the dollar, you take a dollar from the point you have it in your pocket to the point it returns to you through earn, earning, and 80 cents of that dollar goes to taxes or fees from the government in some way. This The problem isn't that we can't afford our own child care, we can't afford our own college, we can't afford our own heating, we can't afford our own rent. No, that's not the problem. The problem is the government, the expense of the government, carrying the government on our backs at all levels is yep. making us struggle. The weight of the government is the is the burden that Americans are starting to buckle under. It's the weight of the government. And all those people that take from the government that are part of that that backpack full of shit, the people with their hands out waiting for their 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 free this, their free that. All those people are like a gigantic monkey on the backs of Americans. <laughs> and and that's the problem. Get rid of that. We don't need your help. Um Brit, you know, you always have a way of putting I, you always have a way of putting things. I I, I would I, you know what? I would rather this guy run in our country right now. <laughs> I, I, I think he would do a better job and sleep with goats. 
and sleep with goats. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I I don't disagree. Do the worst job? No, I don't think anybody could do the worst job. Well, except Kamala Harris. I've got two more cuts here I want to play from this Biden speech. This is this is a theme that Biden has been going to occasionally to convince himself that uh, he should be where he is. I couldn't have been any clearer. That's why I wrote both these bills in the first place and took them to the people. I campaigned on them. The American people spoke. I land, They have no doubt about what I ran on. Both these bills were this, all what I talked about. But guess what? 81 million people voted for me. More people voted than any time in American history. No, they didn't. And their voices deserve to be heard, not to be denied. He's trying to convince himself that he's popular. Has he seen his poll numbers? He's That's not exactly popular. exactly what it is. He's not popular. No. Not only that, but nobody knew this is what he was running on. He ran a campaign of very limited contact with the press and the public. He only took selected interviews. He never talked about how far left he was going to go. In fact, what little bit he did tell the people that did support him was that he was going to be a moderate and a unifier. He never, never intimated that he was going to be this radical, this far left, this much of a tax and spender, this much of a of a of a loose cannon in the White House. Never. And I guarantee you whatever the f- number was, it wasn't 81 million, but whatever the number was, half of those people probably would not have voted for him had he actually told people what he was going to do. Yeah. And you know what happened? Joe Biden just flashed he's apparently a racist too. Oh, what's this now? He's flashing the racist. Well, Joe Biden's <laughs> flashing the racist okay sign. Oh, who who was it that got in trouble for this? Who the uh, heck? A oh. lot of people did. I mean, they went. There was there was somebody very recently. Was it the Jeopardy host? Who? Yes, I think you're right. And he and he said it was a ra- it was some kind of gang racist symbol or something. When he was just saying, I was just it wasn't anything of the sort. He was oh, it was he he was saying he got yeah. three victories or something, right? He he was holding up like like yeah. a three. Like uh, I mean, I'm trying to switch the camera here while I'm while I'm holding this. He had like oh, like it was it was three. it wasn't the host. It wasn't the host. It was the competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had won two rounds and now he was going back for three and he held it up as three. Like you just held it up and. Uh, and uh, yeah, they fucking went out. They got on his yeah. ass. I think he, he 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 broke down and cried and everything. Yeah, well, Biden he got slaughtered on social media. Biden needs to be slaughtered because he's doing the same damn thing, right? Pretty much. There it is. Oops. Yep. All right. Let's see. I have your boy. It's all you. What's all me? It's not me. That's your that's your man. You voted for him. Why would you say that? You know I did. No, See, this, this is part of your gla- glazed over thing where words just come out of your mouth and you're not really even sure what you're saying, right? That's that's all the only explanation I get. <laughs> Given half a chance. Uh, half a chance. Half a chance. The American people have never, ever, 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 ever let the country down. It's a lot just of a fighting chance. No guarantees. Just a chance. And that's what this is all about. And it does not increase the debt. <laughs> I think he and Dave Chappelle should do a, do an act together because they're both kind of funny. If he really thinks we believe that, he's a comedian. He's an absolute comedian. Yeah, I don't. I I I I I I I, I don't get it, JB. I, does does he truly believe this stuff? 
I mean, does he truly believe this stuff in his heart? I don't know. Or does he know he's lying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I can't tell anymore. I would normally say he's just lying because he's just a politician trying to get his way. Uh, however, I'm not sure with him. He may not know the truth. I have one last cut I'm going to play here, and then we can uh, call it a night or whatever we're going to do. And the cost of the Build Back Better bill in terms of adding to the deficit is zero. 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 Because we're going to pay for it all. In addition to that, half of it is a tax cut. It's not spending money. It's a tax cut for working class people. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it is not at all. It's not at all. Not only is it not a tax cut, uh, our taxes will go up because that's just what happens. Mm -hmm. And with inflation, you're stealing our money right out of our bank accounts without most yeah. people even realizing it because they weren't taught anything about economics coming through high school because you don't want us smart. Yep. That's why they dumb us down. So we don't know. And, you know, you notice how and, and obviously I didn't play the whole speech. You wouldn't have been able to survive the whole speech. But uh, nowhere in the speech, and certainly nowhere in the cuts that I played tonight, did he mention anything about this IRS snooping into people's bank accounts? Did he mention the PRO Act, which is going to give uh, unions major inflows of cash against employees' wills that they can use to, of course, fund Democrat campaigns? Nowhere did he mention amnesty for 8 million illegals. Nowhere did he mention uh, this, this Green New Deal regulation and uh, environmental justice warrior uh, core that's going to be created and become a climate police. You know, he didn't mention any of those things. And those are the things that people are pissed off about. I, I'll sit here today and I'll say that probably we could sit here with the group that's watching and listening to the program and others and have a honest, serious debate on how much money we should spend on roads and bridges and, and high-speed internet and these other things that, that are part of quote-unquote infrastructure. I'm sure we'd all have differing opinions, but we probably would all agree that those types of investments have value at some level. So nobody's arguing those things per se. We're arguing all this other stuff that makes government bigger more powerful, creates entitlement systems that will never go away, that creates a socialist environment that will sap the ingenuity and the prosperity from this nation in a way that will make us as mediocre as every other nation on the face of the planet and worse than many. So with that, I end, yeah. I end my uh, presentation. So, so in the Foxhole chat room, Riley said, I'm ashamed to say I was once a Democrat, but I started waking up with B.O., Barack Obama. <laughs> rhinos, are no, rhinos are no better, though. Riley, rhinos are actually worse. <laughs> what am I missing? What no, are you laughing I thought, at? I read that as he started waking up with body odor, and I'm like, oh, because you're a Democrat, you, you know, tree hugger kind of person. That's what I thought he meant. Oh. But, you, but B.O. is, of course, the way you read it, which is Barack Obama. Barack started waking Obama. Up. Oh, my God. I just read it wrong. Right, But, but I want to make... But I want to make a point here that rhinos, in my mind, I believe rhinos are worse than Democrats. A rhino Republican, a, a Republican name only, whatever, that is truly a Democrat is worse because they're lying to the people that are voting for them that could vote for what they really want, which is a more conservative person yeah. to represent them. But they get they lie. They get into office. They keep lying. And then they make sure they, they do what they can to make sure that they keep their 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 seat. Uh, so if there are bills that they really don't have to vote for, but in a pinch, in a pinch, Schumer knows or Nancy Pelosi knows that they will fold.
So a rhino is way more dangerous than a Democrat. And there is a special place in hell for politicians who lie to their constituents about who they truly are. Uh, and I hope it involves standing in waist high shit. And then they have to be on their heads 50% of the day. <laughs> I point out Trish mentioned uh, the per mileage tax, per mile tax that they're also trying to implement with this bill too. That's another thing on that list of things that he's clearly not talking about because they are very, very unpopular. Uh, but they all are part of this. So bill. does a per mile tax go on? Does the per mile per mile tax go on top of the eighteen percent and the fifty one percent? Yes, or fifty one cents and the eighteen cents. Yes. So that, those don't go away. They just add it on top. Yes, but their thinking is that it, since they're going to eliminate gasoline from any gasoline station. Um, once they eliminate that, they won't get that tax revenue anymore. So therefore, they got to make it up with this mileage tax. So even though it will coincide at some point in their vision, gasoline taxes will be going away because people won't be buying gasoline because there won't be any more gasoline stations. That's you know, what... if my if my stream deck was working properly because I lost all my uh, sets, uh, I have that uh, clip. Oh, do you? Ready to go. So I got I got to get this working. Dave McBombing. Um, Timothy McVeigh McBombing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what they're thinking. I mean, I, here in California, we have two years and we can't have any small gas motors. It's insane. You know, no, no more mopeds, no let more me, lawnmowers, let, let me no more leaf this. blowers. Let me, let me ask no you this. No more generators. Let generators you, have to be electric. Let me ask you this. As a California resident, you're not a Democrat. There are a lot of Democrats in California, oh. obviously. Do you think ultimately when the time comes to no longer be able to buy a gas-powered lawnmower, gas, all those things, generators. Do you really think that people will stand for that? Um, I'll be making runs to Arizona and buying the shit and smuggling it back in and yeah. selling it on, you know, down at the park. You know, I mean, like in the city of L.A., you're not allowed to use gas-powered leaf blowers, but they use gas-powered leaf blowers. So I, the industry will do what it has to do to survive. You know, it's either that or we're going to have a lot of ugly lawns, which will then so, drive down the price of properties. And yeah. then, so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's all part of the part of the shit spiral. Huh. So, ba yeah. So basically they they pass these laws and people are just going to have to find ways to break the laws. So you're making just you're just making criminals out of everybody. Um, it's, this, well, th a, this is this is like is you, could, you that... can't find a worse or a, a better symptom of bad government than that. If you, you cannot find a better symptom of a bad government and bad governance than that, when they pass laws that they know people won't be able, well, people will just ignore or find ways to subvert, that's just horrible government. So um, Harvard University professor uh, did a study through the IPS-DC.org. The average person in the United States commits three felonies a day. Laws that are in the books. Oh, because of laws. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of laws in the books that yeah. are old laws that that people don't even realize. You know, things Never. like things like you know. But but, uh, you but again, but you don't think if if you were because like we run our mouths and we say we say we got so big we became a real pain in the ass to the establishment. Yeah, you don't think that they wouldn't pick you up for being seen with that hooker in Chicago after seven. Listen, um, uh, and use that arcane law against I've, you. I've never. Yeah, they would been seen with a hooker in Chicago. And I, I, so don't, don't put that on because somebody will take that clip out. 
Oh my God! But, I mean, if no, you if you saying. if you I go against the system, they, they will use those. The FBI will do anything it can. I mean, they just try to get you to lie and do process crimes on you. If they can't prove the bigger thing, they interview you and they go, "How come you were in that tan car last month?" And you go, "I wasn't in a tan car last month. I think it was orange." And it turns out you were really in a tan car. And then they go, "Oh, you lied to us, and that's what you go to jail for, not for the four murders yeah. you made going yeah. across state lines, because they can't prove that, because that requires real work and real investigation." But hey, we'll hang you on. You lied to us about which car you were in. That is a process crime. One thing I've learned from the first 48, watching the first 48 as, uh, as I do, you never, if you get stuck in that room, the first words you say is, I want my lawyer. Yeah, oh, of course. Do not talk to law enforcement without without your lawyer. Yep. Ever. Yep. Never, That's ever, how, you know, I watch, I watch a lot FBI, of those. I watch, watch a lot of those true crime things too, and they always have these stories about people who are coerced into false confessions, and they always say, "Well, they were questioning me for fourteen hours, and it was this and that and the other." Thing. I'm like, "Why were you sitting there for fourteen hours answering questions without an attorney? Why would you do that? Because I, they can't. Have, because they can't afford. They can attorneys have one appointed. Afraid. They can have one appointed for them. The public defender system is a gigantic system, but." They don't think like they, they think I can't afford it. Well, I didn't do anything wrong or don't, or I'm too smart. And they're not going to catch me. I mean, I don't mind if, if, you know, if you're guilty of slitting the throats and all that stuff, then, you know, oh, yeah, don't ask for an attorney, Jack. I, okay. So but two, on the flip side, I nights, want everybody to, two nights in a row. You mentioned slitting throats. I'm starting to have some concern about you. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, I just get in that mode. Um, but always ask. It's funny because when, when, when we're laying in bed and, and we're watching the first 48 because we normally do the marathon run thing, um, I'm constantly going. Under my breath, ask for a lawyer. Yeah. Ask for a lawyer. My yeah. girlfriend laughs at me. Ask for a, <laughs> Get a lawyer. What are you doing? Stop talking. So, you know, law enforcement, like the local police, is a little different because, you know, car accidents, you're a little witness of something. Yeah. But if the FBI ever shows up on your doorstep, ever shows up at your work, and they go, oh, we just want to ask you about what your boss was, I want a lawyer. Because the FBI will hamstring you and lock you into some kind of process crime to pressure you to try and turn on your boss if they think you know. Lawyer, don't ever, ever, ever talk to the FBI without a lawyer. Not even if they just want to go, hey, uh, we're trying to find Mr. Joe across the street. Do you know where he is? Uh, talk to my lawyer. Do not talk to the FBI, ever. They have lost. They have lost. They have lost that level of honor in the honorable of law enforcement uh, government agents. They have lost that. They have proven it goes too far down the chain. It's not just the upper muckety-mucks. There are a lot of people that are in the working part of it that are that are dirty. I mean, they just gave McKay back his fucking pension. Yeah. The guy literally got caught on camera in writing, lying, 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 and was fired by the, the, uh, the, the IG, the internal investigation guys. They're the ones that figured it out. He gets fired for lying, and they just the Merrick Gartland, Merrick Gartland, DOJ, whatever, just gave the guy back his all of his back pay, his pension. They restored his name. They gave him the medal. They gave him the golden handcuffs for retirement. The dude got everything back for doing the dirty work of the Democrats, of the machine, of the elites. If you do the dirty work of the elites, they will take care of you at some point. He just had to go through a little bit of hell, kind of like in Shawshank Redemption when he had to crawl through the mile of shit pipe to get out and land in the creek and get cleansed and then escape to Mexico. The elites will take care of you at some point if you can last long enough. And that's what happened to him. He got rewarded. A couple hundred thousand dollars back pay, his retirement back. He's back in business. 
And I believe he was a lawyer and he lost that license. I think he gets that back too. It's crazy. The system is corrupt and the system protects itself. Yep. It is not worth. It's just not, it's not worth. I don't know how we fix it. Anyway, don't talk to the FBI. It's the whole point of that story. All right. So thank you to everybody. We're, we're, we've, we've run our miles enough for tonight and uh, be sure you're subscribing. I see some, we've said some nice uh, follower increases on uh, our platforms, but we always caution you that uh, because sometimes some platforms don't work right, like last night Rumble wasn't working properly, and because yeah. we get banned on some, like we are currently uh, suspended from YouTube, we recommend that you follow us on a couple of different platforms. We probably will not be going back to YouTube, at least not fully. We may introduce the show on YouTube every night and then just cut YouTube so we can talk about whatever we want to talk about and not worry about whether we're going to get a third strike or not. Uh, but either way, make sure you subscribe and follow on several platforms so that uh, should one not be working or one be cut off for whatever reason, you can find us. And that includes our podcast show, which is the same show, just the podcast version of it, and also the Roku channel. Yeah, I think you hit it all. And for the weekend people, for the weekend people, chat away. Uh, we do look at the chat on the weekend. We're in and out of it. We try to answer questions. And uh, But on the weekend show, if you give us a ship in Foxhole, I will not be drinking <laughs> on the weekend. On the live show, I think I'm going to institute that plan. I'm going to have a jug of rum. Just the Tuesday and Thursday, ship, right? Just the shot. Tuesday and Thursday, not the Monday. Oh, no, screw it. Let's do it oh, all, baby. God. Uh, oh, no, let's do it all. Breaking, I don't know if you Are heard. Are you going to be a wussy? No. Breaking, I don't know if you heard this earlier, but I had a, a BRR scheduled for tonight, Beyond Reality program scheduled for tonight, and my uh, guest canceled last minute. So uh, she's not feeling well, so I have to had to reschedule her. A so there sticky, won't be one tonight. Boot. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I've got something fun to end the night for us. What not? Oh, what, not? what not? <laughs> what not? What not? And sleep with goats. What not? And sleep with goats. What not? And sleep with goats. And what not? And what not? And what not? And what not? What not? So while the cat's away. What not? So while the cat's away. What not? Of a cat's away, the mice are gonna play. <laughs> what not? What not? Timothy Vay McBombing. What not? Timothy Vay McBombing. What not? Timothy Vay McBombing. What not? What not? And sleep with goats. What not? And sleep with goats. What not? 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 